When I was uh, 10, 11 years old, life was tough. And I found some songs that I just, man, I, I held on to. And they got me through. They gave me hope. Because I needed it. Maybe tonight, so do you. Dad, why don't you come watch me sing? Dreams don't pay the bills. You're not ready. I don't think you found your song, found your soul. Let that pain become your inspiration. Then you'll have something that people can believe in. My dad was a monster, and I saw God transform him from a man that I hated into the man I wanted to become. And so I wrote this for my dad. song just kind of happened took about 10 minutes I guess it didn't take you 10 minutes to write this it took a lifetime I can only welcome back to the Metro at the movie series this series has been an awesome way for us to look at movies that are impacting our culture and then pull out biblical application from them to hopefully challenge us in our faith and today is a bit different because we're looking at a faith-based film the film I can only imagine. Now, if you're like me, you're probably already a bit skeptical because here's the deal. We can all admit that for the past few decades as Christian movies have come on the scene, they've been a bit cheesy. The acting has been mm, subpar and let's just say overall quality is less than superb. However, I have to say that this movie for me was shockingly different. I Can Only Imagine is the story of the life of Bart Millard of the band Mercy Me. It looks at the journey he takes from being a kid growing up in an extremely painful situation to dealing with his past demons and then ultimately finding the freedom he's looking for and the purpose for his life. This story is what led him to write the song, I Can Only Imagine. And here's a couple fun facts about this song. It sold over six million copies, it's been streamed over a hundred million times, and it is still one of the most requested and best sold Christian songs on the radio today. But as we learned from Pastor Kevin last week, there's always a greater story behind the story. There's a verse in the Old Testament book of Genesis that I want us to keep in mind as we go through this movie today. It says, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. We'll look at this verse in greater depth later, but for now, let's get into the story of Bart Millard, a creative and curious, scatterbrained little boy who grew up in Greenville, Texas. The movie picks up in 1985, showing his life as a boy in a small town, hiding a big secret. Yet, as many of us do, he hides his hurt and buries the pain of what his home actually looks like.
Hey, hon. What you got there? It's a fighter helmet that I made during a big battle in space. You should have worked hard on that, didn't you? teach you something, Bart. Dreams don't pay the bills. Nothing good comes from it. All it does is keep you from all this. From knowing what's real. You understand that? Huh? Yes, Daddy. Well, that's a piece of junk. Why don't you just go throw it away? Right from the beginning, we find a young boy who's living in fear of his father. And as you can see, his mother tries to pretend that everything is just fine. Yet at the same time, she's protecting her son. I can't imagine the shame, guilt, and fear that she must have been facing. And maybe you can relate. Maybe you've been living with secret pain that no one else knows about. And you fear that if anyone finds out, they might disown you, or quit talking to you, or judge you, or worse yet, they might try to affirm the abuse you're enduring and tell you it's okay. Pain can be used for good, but oftentimes we're so deeply wrapped up in it that we cannot imagine a way out. We've lived with that addiction or that abuse or abandonment or that secret for so long that it's just become part of who we are. We try to hide it to those around us because we don't want to burden anyone with our issues. But the reality is, the longer that you hold on to your pain and ignore it, the worse it will become. If you're in a painful situation today, let me give you a bit of encouragement. Psalm 147.3 says that he, God, heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. You see, God wants to heal you. He wants you whole. He finds no satisfaction in you staying where you are, hurt and abused and wounded. He wants you to be free. But the journey towards freedom from pain is one of the hardest you'll ever go through. Sometimes the thought of the work that you'll have to endure emotionally or even spiritually keeps you stuck where you are and you're tempted to stay in your pain. But can I encourage you today? You're not created to bear the weight of what you're going through alone. In fact, in Galatians chapter 6, the Apostle Paul writes and he says, carry each other's burdens and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. This is why it's so important that you and I plug into a church. This is why you need a life group. You need an accountability partner. You need a community of people to do life with. 
because all of us will or already have faced pain. And if it's not dealt with, it will cripple us. But if shared with God and those trusted people around your inner circle, you can begin your journey towards healing from that pain. So like many homes filled with secret pain, if not dealt with, the situation only gets worse. And for Bart, that's where we find him as we go into this next scene. Bart's just coming home from summer camp and he finds his mom packing up and leaving. Let's watch this clip. Messed up. This is you. It was good to meet you, Bart. I'm gonna see you on Sunday. Hey. Mama? Where's Mama? She's gone. Gone where? She ran off. She ain't coming back. Just you and me now. When will she be back? I told you she ran off. She don't want me no more, and she don't want you neither. What did you do? Are you bowing up on me, boy? You hurt! Get it! Hey. You hurt! You hurt me! Hey! Nothing! That's what I did! Nothing! She didn't leave because of me. She didn't leave because of me. Those words sink deep inside of me, as I'm sure they sunk deep inside of Bart. Without saying it, Bart's father is projecting his own rejections on his son. Oftentimes the enemy, or even sometimes people in our lives, speak lies over us that we take as truth. We let those lies take root deep in our souls, and then we find ourselves stuck in a place of great pain. And before we know it, we find ourselves in a place where we have taken so many lies in that we don't even know the truth anymore. And then we wonder how we got here and why things can't just get better, but we have no idea how to change. So there's this dictionary term for the word projection. It says that projection is the unconscious transfer of one's own desires or emotions to another person's. Sometimes we don't even realize that we're projecting our pain onto someone else. And I think that's what Bart's father was doing here. He was doing what many of us have experienced. We don't realize that the pain that we have is being projected on someone else. In fact, those we love most typically feel it the worst. The pain that we've experienced, we are putting on them and almost blaming them for it. I wonder if that's why King Solomon wrote in Proverbs when he said, don't make friends with a hot-tempered man. Do not associate with one easily angered or you may learn his ways and get yourself ensnared. It may not be intentional, but when we feel pain, we tend to place it on others in a way that hurts them. We get ensnared in the trap of putting on everyone else what has been put on us. I remember a time when I was in denial about my own pain. I was going through some of the worst anxiety I'd ever faced. 
I had situations at work and things happening in family that were just all compressing and, and pushing down on me. And this root of anxiety was building greater and greater, but I wouldn't admit it. It made sense to my wife, Kelsey, because I couldn't sleep at night. Uh, I was having multiple panic attacks and then all I wanted to do was sleep all day long. But the reality was I was telling myself everything was just fine. One Sunday I was preaching a message and I thought it was pretty good. Like one of those messages where you're like, hey, that was a good message. At least that's what pastors do. Uh, but anyways, I was preaching this message and I came off the platform and one of our elders pulled me aside and he said, DJ, when you were preaching, I felt so anxious, I wanted to run. Now, obviously that's not something you wanna hear after you think you just had an awesome message. But what this guy was saying to me with really the heart of God towards me was, dude, if you don't deal with the pain inside of you, you're not only hurting yourself, but you're hurting those around you. You see, that's what we do. If we don't let God get down deep in the root of what's going on inside of us and bring healing to us, we just keep projecting that pain back on those around us. And in my case, I was projecting that pain on a whole church, let alone my family. Sometimes our healing is bigger than ourselves. Our healing will actually let others be healed around us. Okay, so let's get back to the movie. So this theme of projecting pain on others not only came from Bart's father, but it also transferred to Bart himself. And he started doing this with his life. We find throughout the movie that because of the pain that he's projecting on his friends and his girlfriend and family, he begins to lose a ton of relationships. In fact, there's so much more in this story that I'd love to highlight, but for the sake of time, let's fast forward to a place in Bart's life where he stepped into his calling as a singer and a songwriter. He's met Jesus as his Lord and Savior, but he still has not let God heal him from the pain of his past. And so we pick up this scene where Mercy Me has just been offered an opportunity to sing and perform in front of a ton of label heads in Nashville. The problem is though, Bart's past is impacting this moment as he steps in and experiences some really deep pain. Let's watch this clip. We are so glad to be here with you. Ever feel like everything in your life is just building and building and building to one big moment? That's how we feel tonight. Let's do this. Stressing me out, man. Sorry. It's nerves, you know. We said hurry up. I thought it was good, right? It felt good. Yeah, it was good. It was good, it was good man. It was best yeah. show we ever played. The crowd was into it. Man. I'm gonna go talk to him. No, no, hey, hey, wait, hey, wait, wait, wait. Dude, no, wait. That's a mistake. But if you could see how far they've come from the first time I saw them. Hey! Hey guys, gentlemen. Oh, and also lady. So you uh, guys know nice Bart. Nice to meet y'all. Thanks for coming out tonight. But I've been getting some good feedback from these guys, and I'm almost, I mean, I'm almost awesome finished. Or what? I mean, don't y'all agree? I think we're pretty much finished up here anyway. Oh, come on. I want to know what you think. 
Uh, let, me, let me finish. I up want here. to know what they think. You really want to know? Yeah, I do. Come on, lay it on me. You're just not good enough. Not yet, anyway. What? You're wrong. Seventh graders at youth camp, that's one thing, Bart. But this, this is about record sales, and I just can't sell what you're doing up there. Seventh grade? We packed the house, man. We've been selling our own albums for years now. I mean, what, what world are you guys living in? Reality. You need to embrace reality, Bart. You're stuck. You're not good enough, Bart. Dreams don't pay the bills. All it does is keep you from all this. From knowing what's real. What about the stuff we played at the end? The worship music? Oh, it was beautiful. Magical. Truly. I've got a brother-in-law in Denver. He's looking for a worship pastor. I could put you two together if you like. Is she serious? It's the truth you're mad at. Not me. My high school football team. There are a couple of guys that are good enough to make a big noise in a small town. That was it. You know what? They're still there. They're stuck. And that's what'll happen to you. Gotta be good at something we can see. Just sell. stop! Do you guys not get it? Okay, we've given everything for this moment. There's no plan B for us. Okay, we will do whatever it takes. We will work harder than anybody else. Tell me what you need me to do. Look, I work with a lot of bands, and I can recognize who's gonna make it and who isn't. And I gotta tell you the truth, Bart. You won't. How dare you say that? You don't even know me. Go home. That's what you should do. Dad, I can do this. No, you can't. I can do no, this. No, you can't. And you're going to blink your eyes, and you're going to realize that you're nothing. And that life has gotten you nowhere because you chased some stupid dream. Wake up! Let me finish up. No. Bart. No, I'm not leaving. Yes. I'm not leaving. Yes, you are. Let me finish up. Let me finish up. What happened? What'd they say? Bart, you okay? You're not good enough, Bart. You're not. You're not good enough, Bart. You're not. Man, just repeating those words sends chills down my spine. I wonder how many of us have been told that over and over in our lives. Maybe it was by your parent or your boss or even a mentor or friend, but those words or even summarizations of the words you're not good enough can dig down so deep into the very core of your existence. We want to feel loved and valued, but no matter how hard we try, we're just not good enough. I remember a time when I was in first grade and I got the part in the school Christmas play. Now you have to picture the scene. This is a little private Christian school. There's about 200 kids and I was given basically one line and it was some simple little phrase that I was supposed to say as a first grader. The time came for the dress rehearsal and I got up to say my line and I got totally scared and started whispering my line. And so the teacher sent a note home to my mom and said, DJ can't do the part in this play because he's too quiet. Basically what the teacher was saying is you're not good enough. I was in first grade, but when I talk about that moment, I still feel those emotions deep down in my gut. Why? Because whenever someone tells you you're not good enough, you don't measure up, you can't make it, you're not worth it, it gets down inside of you. You're not 
good enough is a phrase that many of us have taken on as our identity. And because it's been told to us over and over, we actually believe that's who we are. And so back to the movie, Bart was so deeply wounded by this moment that, that he didn't know what to do except to react how he knew to react, and that was to run. And so he walks in and quits on Mercy Me and says, I'm walking out of this band. I'm done. If people don't think I'm good enough, then I'm not doing this anymore. But there's an awesome scene where his manager, who's become kind of like a father figure to him, runs back after him and has this conversation. What are you running from? My dad. He, uh, he... He beat you, didn't he? You ain't got no poker face, kid. And I carry that. I have to live with that, you know? I always will. Then write about it. Stop running from it. Let that pain become your inspiration. And then you'll have something that people can believe in. But to do that, you've got to face your fear, son. You know, Bart, I may not always believe in your music, but I do believe in you. You sold me, kid. Don't quit. So what a beautiful contrast to the scene that we just saw before this. Bart goes from hearing the words, you're not good enough, to now hearing the words, I may not always believe in your music, but I do believe in you. Finally, Bart has someone who says truth to him. He finally had the strength to share his story with someone that he knew cared about him. That's why, as I said earlier, it's so important we have people in our lives that we can confess what we're going through to. James 5.16 says to confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you can be healed. There's freedom in confessing your brokenness to someone else and to God. In fact, sometimes just releasing what you've gone through to one other person brings such relief and starts you on the journey towards healing and wholeness. I think there's something in us that as we confess it out, James knew this when he wrote that verse, that as we confess it out, it lets us breathe a little bit and say, okay, God, now I want to be healed. So the story continues, and Bart now has the strength to go home to confront his past. However, when he gets there, his home is completely different than the way he left it. In fact, his dad has a breakfast table prepared for him, and he's got food waiting on the table as Bart comes down the stairs. And immediately, Bart notices something is different. No, Yeah, put it. I'm gonna say grace. What? I'll do it. Uh, God, it's me here, Arthur. I wanna thank you for 
answering my prayer. So you found God or something? Well, I've, I've been listening to some preachers on the radio and uh, re uh, reading the Bible and whatnot. What part? Uh, all of it. And uh, a couple of times, actually. And uh, it's pretty confusing. It's like Leviticus. What is that? I don't, I don't get it. What prayer? You said God answered a prayer. What prayer? It was seeing you again. What is this? I, I wrote you some letters. Did you get them? Yeah. Threw them away. Did you read them? Nope. I was just trying to make a memory, that's all. Well, it's kind of hard for me to do, Dad. Because all the memories that we have together are bad. Uh, you want some, get some ketchup. Son, I, I know that I, I did some things that I'm You did also... some things? I got a memory for you, Dad. That night you beat me so badly that I had to sleep on my stomach because I was so bruised. I couldn't move. What was I, 10? 11? Yeah, I remember that. That, uh, that tore me up. I, I cried that all night about what I did to you then. I cried too, Dad. In pain. All night. Why were you? And now you just want to come back in here, make breakfast, pretend like nothing ever happened? It doesn't work that way, Dad. What am I going to do, Bert? I, I just, I want to make things right with you and me. And um, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to do it. I'm trying. I'm reading a lot of books I don't understand, and I just got a lot of questions about myself. I don't have nobody to to answer them for me. If God can forgive everybody else, why can't He forgive me? I can forgive you. I can't. Sometimes facing our past doesn't look like we imagined it to be. The beauty of God's grace is that it is for everyone, including the person who hurt us. When Bart realizes that his father has changed, he's unsure how to react. And it's easy to stop and judge him and say, dude, aren't you happy your dad is apologizing for everything he's done? 
But the reality is, the root of pain has run so deep in this family and in Bart's soul that one conversation is not near enough. They would need time to heal these wounds. And so as the movie continues, Bart finds out that his father is terminally ill. He begins to have compassion on him and he decides to stay and take care of his dad until he dies. And actually it was in those moments with his dad that he was able to learn a lot of what happened and why it happened and talk about the past with his father and begin healing from where they had been. In fact, there's this really awesome scene I want to show you towards uh, the end of his father's life where Bart's dad is going to talk to him about something that he's done for his son. Let's look at this. I was listening, Bart. I was listening to you on the radio. Because he'd sing and I'd listen to every word. And then you'd finish and then I'd listen to what they were talking about there at church. That's what saved me. I was real proud of you. It's real proud. I told you not to follow your dreams. But that's only because mine they never came true. But you're not me. You're not like me. You, you have a gift. Real gift. I want to take care of you, Bart. Got something for you, Bert. Yeah. I wanna. I never made much money, but I have my life insurance, and I I tried to save everything I could. And I want you to have that, so you can pay attention to your singing. And you'll get a check every month so you can go chase your dream. And I want you to catch it. <laughs> Don't you ever look back. You promise. In that moment, it's as if Bart was finally being repaid for all the pain that he went through. You never know why you're facing hardships or why you're facing the trials you're facing, but it could be that God is preparing you for what's prepared for you. God doesn't want you to have pain, but he can use the pain that others have put on you to pave the way to your purpose. He can do things in your life greater than you can imagine. And that's what happened for Bart in this moment. It's, like, it's as if all those years of pain are actually being paid back to him so he can go and pursue his purpose. 
We started with the story of Joseph in the Old Testament in the book of Genesis. And the big picture of that story is that Joseph was one of 12 sons to Jacob. And Jacob had favor on his son Joseph, and because of that, his siblings hated him. They tried to kill him at times, they put him in a pit, they beat him, they did all these, these excruciating things to him. And, and, and really because that didn't work, they ended up selling him into slavery. He, he was a slave, went to Egypt, spent 40 years in prison. I mean, this guy literally went through hell in his life because of what his family did to him. So later in Joseph's life, he's gotten to a place where he is now second in command over all of Egypt. Talk about a painful past and then moving to purpose in his life. But what's incredible about Joseph's life is that his same brothers who had put all that pain on him have to come and bow down before him and repent for what they've done. And it's in that moment where Joseph looks at his brothers and he says, you meant this for evil, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. You may have gone through hell in your own life. You may be sitting here thinking, this story of Bart or story of Joseph feels a lot like mine. No one understands it. In fact, if I told the person sitting next to me what really goes on behind closed doors, they wouldn't believe it. But I want to encourage you today that no matter what you are facing, God is faithful. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. And he wants you whole more than you want to be. But you've got to be willing to do the work, to dig down deep and let the Holy Spirit uproot all that baggage so that God can heal you from the inside out. So as the story comes to a close, we see that Bart's pain actually becomes the very thing that leads him into his purpose. All of those years of abuse and fear and insecurity and struggle have given him the foundation to write music from. His pain, once healed, became his purpose. And that purpose is actually what led him to write the song, I Can Only Imagine. It's like what the enemy had used for evil and taking his life and trying to throw it away with abuse and abandonment. God said, uh-uh, I am gonna use this to your advantage, but also to my advantage. I'm gonna use your life, all the pain you went through, not just for you to be healed, but that you could bring healing to others around you. So whatever you're facing today, know that God sees it and know that he cares. Know that we care. Know that there's nothing that you have done or nothing that you've lived through that God cannot heal and use for his purpose. So as we listen to this song now that has impacted the world on a, le on a level that few songs ever will, let me challenge you with this. If you're facing a past that's covered in lies, if you have shame or guilt or abandonment or hidden abuse, please don't stay there. Let today be the day that you surrender to God and let him begin a work inside the deepest parts of you and let your pain become someone else's healing. Don't stay stuck in your past, but instead step into your purpose and let your scars heal other people's scars. Don't let bitterness or anger or resentment keep you from being who God created you to be. And then you, like Bart, can step into a life 
that influences the world around you and is greater than you can ever imagine.
I have n literally nothing to add to that. Um, just, just this, the powerful moment, recognizing that that what the enemy meant to disarm you with, God is using to your advantage. Um, Pastor DJ did a great job on his first message, right? Come on, come on. Just an awesome job. We all have that. We, we, we all have that pain. And, and so maybe you're here and, and you're in the minority and, and you have dealt with it and you know what it's like to, to come on the other side of it. But my guess is that the vast majority of us are we're holding on to something painful and we're not letting it go. Because, because if we were to acknowledge that, that it's there, it means that somehow we are imperfect. It means that, that, that we need something. It means that, that we need help, and we're too prideful for that. But you know, whenever, whenever we hold on to things, what grows? It's that root. And that root goes deeper and deeper and deeper, and it affects your relationships. It affects the way you view people. It affects the way you view the world. And so maybe you have it together for a church service and, and life is good and life is okay and then, and then you leave and, and you face it again and again and again and again and that pain comes back over and over and over and over. And so I don't know what, what you have this evening, what you are refusing to acknowledge and you're just wishing I would get off the stage, but there is something there is something, there is a root with, with, within you. And it is so deep that you feel like that it's a part of you. And that what happened to you so long ago or not so long ago is, is just who you are now. I want you to know that God recognizes that brokenness and he recognizes that pain. But if I could be fully transparent, it wasn't until I got to college when I admitted I had a porn problem when I, when I confessed it and said I'm struggling with this, this, this deep, dark secret, it wasn't until I said it that I recognized, wow, like, I have some power over this. It wasn't until I acknowledged it that, that, that God could start to heal it. God can do whatever he's going to do, but we must first acknowledge the pain within us and ask God to deal with it and ask God to work through it and ask God to work in us in spite of us. So I don't know what you have right now, but you need to acknowledge it. And you need to confess that, that wrong that happened to you. And so, so I don't know what resonated with you. If, if, if you're like Bart and you just had a strained relationship with your dad or, or someone harmed you so long ago where it was just this last week, whatever wounds you have, they're heavy. Aren't you tired of carrying those? Aren't you tired of carrying those? Because this is... This is a safe place for you to be honest, a safe place for you to be real and to find hope, to find healing, to find purpose in your pain. And maybe you think that sounds cheesy. You think it sounds cheesy because your pain is still distorting your life. Because whenever you bring it up, it no longer has power over you. 
and you can move through it and, and God can use you in spite of it. Someone else's healing is dependent on your previous pain. Someone else needs to know they're not alone, but you have to confess your past because there's a purpose for it. Could we do that with you? Could we talk with you this evening? Could we pray for you? Prayer is powerful. Could we just pray for you? You wouldn't even have to say any words. If you just come up here, we would just, we would just pray for you. We would just meet you where you are. But you were not meant to be held in bondage any longer. So make today the day that you are set free. Make today the day that you acknowledge it before God. You say it out loud. You speak the name of the person. You, you say it out loud, and, and it no longer controls who you are. Would you, would you be so bold to do that today? Would you be so courageous as to not leave here the same way that you walked in here? Because God has purpose in your pain. There's healing here tonight. Do you believe that? There's healing here tonight. Just takes you being so bold as to come up here. I would love to pray with us, to pray for you tonight. It's been a little heavy, I, I recognize that, but, but it's necessary. It's, it's absolutely necessary. Let's pray. Father, we come before you, and in this moment, you are, you are, are speaking to our hearts, and, and for some of us, we, we are holding back right now. And, and we can't wait to hit that back door right now and, and, and get out of here and, and not come back. But God, I just, I just pray that you would, you would cease those distractions, that you would draw those here tonight who need to come up here, who need to speak and, and confess wrongs and, and, and to bring up their past for the first time even. So it will lose its power, it will lose its hold, it will lose the strength that it has on these people. God, free us. Free us, Father. Work in us. Work through our pain. Give us purpose through our pain that is in our past, Lord. Father, just move in a mighty way in this place. We believe that. We believe there is healing. We believe this is a safe place. Father, you are here and you are speaking to us. Father, we love you. I pray for courage. I pray for courage right now. I pray for boldness and that in this moment, in this, in this moment, we would respond to you and to your voice. Father, we love you. We thank you. It's in Jesus' mighty name. These chains are gone. Amen. Could we talk with you? Could we pray with you? Could we, could, could we be here for you? I see you up here. Come on, let's get some prayer people up here. Let's go ahead and get some prayer people up here for my man. Oh, man. Hey, can, come on, come on. Can we celebrate for just a moment? Come on, come on. Come on, right over here. You can talk to Pastor DJ. That's awesome. That is so cool. That is, that is great. Come on, I know there are more people. I'm not gonna make you come up here right now in this moment, but, but when we close service, would you be so bold? Would you be so courageous to just let loose for the first time? Metro, this, this community needs to know what you know. They need to know that God loves them and that he is, he is, he is wanting to heal them. And he wants to heal you first. He will use the, the power of your past for his purpose. Won't he do that today? He will do that today. God bless you, Metro. Go in peace. <laughs>